Thanks for downloading The Nightcap. If you love listening as much as we love doing it, you can help us out by leaving a rating and review on iTunes via your podcast app. You can also support the pod and secure its future by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Nightcap, where we are giving away signed menus from Paul's Michelin star restaurant, Seoul. Hello and welcome to The Nightcap, life behind the Michelin star, a late night lock-in where some of the best chefs in the country candidly discuss and debate all things culinary over a few drinks. Episode four, making a habit of this now, aren't we? We are, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, Right now we're sat upstairs at Salt in Stratford-upon-Avon, Shakespeare's home in the heart of Warwickshire. Uh, It's just gone 10 o'clock at night, service is wrapping up downstairs, let me introduce myself and everyone around the table. My name's Simon Alexander. I'm a podcaster, producer, and daytime cooking show contestant. To my left, playing host, owner, and Michelin star head chef of Salt, Mr. Paul Foster. Hello. You all sound so awkward when I you. It's so... That's tough, isn't it? Uh, and our guest today is one of the UK's most decorated chefs. In 2003, he won the Rue Scholarship, and he was captain of the British team in the Culinary Olympics, head chef of Michelin star restaurant The Elephant in Torquay. Mr. Simon Holston, how you doing? Good evening. Decorated. Sounds, <laughs> sounds a bit different, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlie Dibber sort of stuff. <laughs> I don't have ginger, but that's about it. <laughs> so how was dinner, mate? Did you Very good, it? yeah. Really, really good. It's yeah. a pleasure to be here. It's, uh, awesome. spot on, yeah. Yeah, it's, I was a bit nervous cooking for Simon tonight. I have cooked for him before, mm. but it didn't go so well. Right, really? What was that? Um, he wasn't really... It wasn't in this sort of situation. National Chef of the Year, and judged it. My food. Oh yeah, you were shit. shit. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You were shit. Yeah. 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 What happened? Yeah. But the, the year before, I was in it. I come second. I was really close, yeah. and I was gutted. And I didn't judge that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the year, the year after, I was in a, I was in a bad place. I never practiced. It you was just in between opening here. Jobs, yeah. Yeah, I was like. I was stressed. I'd just lost the property and the restaurant. I'm not making excuses. Sure. There's yeah, a yeah. reasons. Okay. Yeah. 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 And um, I had nowhere to practice, nothing. I grabbed equipment from like, old bosses and friends and just turned up and I didn't cook very well. Wow. <laughs> to be honest. Oh, mate. Yeah. And you, you, were you should, brutally you, honest? Yeah. Do you remember no, it? No, I, I remember it. I remember um, the fact that he shouldn't have done it because he yeah. wasn't in the right place. <laughs> and to go into a competition like that, you really need to be having your A game and getting yeah, in there yeah, because we remember it for the next time and, and also Paul remembers it and it's, oh, you know, right. it's, a, it's an added pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I learned though. Yeah. I, mean, I, I just didn't take it as seriously as not the year before because yeah. I mean it went really well and I wasn't, I didn't go into it arrogant like yeah I'm going to do well again. I just wasn't prepared. Mm. But when you, when you um, like apply it's like spring and you know I was still in Mallory and that and I practiced the first dishes the semi-final went great but then the the finals October, so like you're there, and I just I was just in the shit. Oh yeah. no, that's <laughs> devastating. When I won it, <laughs> I just, just get that in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I never came second. I've come third, but when I when I won it, um, I made a pea soup and I had it really? blending away. Yeah, um, put it to the side. Asked my commie to to pass it, and he didn't hear me. He thought I wanted to throw it away, and we didn't have any sinks. No. And I set up a, a wash station out the back. We had this like big tub full of hot soapy water, and um, he'd thrown it in there, and it was floating on the top. Oh, so it was check. Half, you half got soap, a double check. Half that. soapy water, half oh, pea no. soup. Oh, and I ran around the back, and I was like, 
oh my god that's my soup so I pulled it out looked at it and went ooh reduced it down a bit more did you? <laughs> yeah reduced it back and still served it it, it, it foamed fantastically it was, all, it was all the fairy liquid in it I think three quarters yeah, foam yeah, yeah. Yeah. but Marco Marco was at the end of his you know sort of main time then so he obviously didn't taste it that's but, hilarious uh, yeah. had, a oh, gra- had a great foam on it but yeah chef of the year with a Fairy liquid soup. That is insane. <laughs> I cannot believe that. I've never heard that story. Yeah, I didn't Take know. A, well, I haven't told many people that one. Yeah, yeah leave it till years after, just, yeah. to, just in case. Uh, okay, right. This is what's coming up on today's podcast. So we're going to be talking a bit about local produce and self-sustainability, the romance of real- and reality of growing your own. We're going to be talking about kitchen banter. What's acceptable in the kitchen? Does it cross a line? And why does this industry lend itself to such intense camaraderie? Uh, We've got more TripAdvisor reviews. We'll do that of Salt and the Elephant. We'll be doing Boiling Point, where both our chefs here will tell stories of the real heat in the kitchen. And to finish up, a few home cooking hacks as well. First of all, as I mentioned, local produce and self-sustainability. So actually, Simon, if you can like just briefly describe to those that don't know your setup down in Torquay and, and what it's all about. So we are a Victorian terraced building uh, on the harbour side of Torquay. Uh, four floors. Uh, restaurant is now just based on one floor. Mm-hmm. Um, we live about three floors above, but we also have our own farm. Uh, we have 96 acres in Brixham, which is, wow, as a is... crow flies, about three miles, but as the coast goes, about nine miles. Wow. So, I didn't realise uh, it was that big. Yeah, yeah 96 acres. It's, it's a bit of a beast. So we've got yeah. six polytunnels. Um, at any one point, there's over 100 animals on there Christmas time we'll have 60 turkeys we'll have bantams chickens uh, ducks we do 100 ducks at a time when we do it so ducks are about every nine weeks and we slaughter a whole lot in one hit Uh, and then all the produce that we can grow in season when we can do it it sounds great it's an absolute pain I was going to say because like you'll have have worked in so many restaurants that Mm. don't have the farm to handle the field behind it yeah. so is that twice the workload like what is that for an average chef so it came about um my uh ex-business partners who own the farm um we've just bought the restaurant off them but we've maintained the the farm and the staff that are on the farm so we still take the produce from it so what we've done is we try to grow as much as we can but it's, it is an absolute nightmare yeah. So we take in the summer probably about 100, 150 kilo worth of produce. But then in the winter, like this week, we've taken four trays of eggs. Wow. That's yeah. it. But I'm still paying the farmer the same price, the gardener the same price, uh, same wages, should I say. Um, we did it because of the recession about six, seven years ago, because they had the land. We said, can you grow so a you few didn't bits inherit, of Yeah, so you had the restaurant first yeah, and then went. Yeah, they had the land. They, they had horses, so they bred loads of different sorts of horses. And I said, can we grow a few bits on there? And mm-hmm. it went from there. So the foraging was in trend. Uh, we had a forager. We'd go out basically trying to find anything for free to keep ourselves in, in the red. Wow. Um, and then the farm came around, and we just went for it, really. And it, it works a treat. It, what we get is fantastic. The story is amazing, but it's so much work. So yeah. much. Is work. it cost efficient? No, no, not at all. Yeah, not at all. So, like, yeah. obviously, like the cost of the seas, the maintenance. Yeah. Uh, How many staff do you have on it? So we've got a. We only have two up there. So we have a gardener and mm-hmm. a farmer, yeah. and then we have the owners, Peter and Frederica, who live on site and pretty much work there full time as well. Yeah. So we now pay the staff and the produce comes from mm. it. So they let the vegetables go to seed. 
uh, we've maintained the seeds to okay. plant for next year. So we're not buying seeds, and we got manure from the the cattle, yeah. uh, from the from the uh, horses and the sheep, etc. That yeah. we can put back in. But if anything gets damaged, uh, the polytunnels or anything like that, that's a cost. Oh, that. Yeah, we yeah, can't. Yeah, we can't. And I would say if it does get damaged, we'll probably just forget that polytunnel and yeah, just that's crazy. Yeah, knock it down a little bit. How do you? It must have. What is the significant impact it has on the restaurant? You know, having your own stuff to hand. PR. Personally, it it turned around to be PR, a story, something to tell the guests to talk about. Yeah, people love it, don't they? Yeah, 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 totally. Well, it's as much about that than the... So the taste... If if someone down the road had the same menu as you, it would taste the same if they just got it from a bit further away rather than their back garden. Yeah, possibly. Um, Wow. it It just doesn't have that sort of zing to it and people's sustainability and chatter is that's all about at the moment that homegrown mm-hmm. what we what we do get is loads of, we try to grow what you can't buy so not what you can nip into uh, waitrose to pick up yeah. so we have the different colored carrots we have the, the funky herbs the wild white strawberries things like that which are nice purple asparagus um bantam eggs just something that we can talk about mention on the menu um it's just we get a lot of it or we get none of it right well, and you, you can all get or nothing like, all yeah. or nothing um and also it's not all the same it's not consistent mm-hmm. it's the wonky carrot situation that you get now at little and aldi that you know yeah, buy a yeah. wonky carrot well carrots are wonky so um being a michelin-starred restaurant you want that consistency you want that per- personal look and how you imagine things but every week your vegetables are growing. They're mm. not. We can't stop them growing. Mm-hmm. So one week we get perfect radishes, and the next week they're, they're you know they're footballs. Yeah. And then you've still got to use them because that's our produce. So we've got to find something to do. Yeah. So we're making you know chutneys, ice creams, or whatever with uh, pickling things, salting things down, uh, turning things into chutneys, freezing it, purees, juices, vinegars. But then you're left with lots of stuff that not everybody wants. A lot of it's. Um, not in Torquay. Not in Torquay. Yeah. Got yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, we've got a demographic that come down as for fish and chips and mools and chips. Yeah. It's not we you know, we've we've started doing things and we don't mention those things on the menu a lot yeah. of the time. That's it. It sounds so much more intense than I realise because like you say, I think for PR it works because it sounds so romantic, the idea yeah. that you went out there and picked yeah, it. Yeah. Now it's on the plate. Yeah. But I mean, if it does that purpose and means that people really engage with the food, yeah. then that's worth it to you. To you know. absolutely a story, it, it, it works. We we break even on it. I would say, um, I think if we bought stuff in, we'd save money. Wow, it sounds weird that we're buying yeah, stuff sure. to save money, <laughs> but we're we're you're not we're, exactly what you need, aren't you? And we're not wasting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're not wasting, and also making work for ourselves. You know, things don't come in clean. Yeah, so the chefs have got a lot of work to do to get it to the standard of what it looks like when it comes in from a supplier before we even start sure. prepping it. There's a lot of mm. lot of working through stuff. So does any part of you envy that he has that? Yeah, in some parts. I mean, when I was at Mallory previous to here, we had like beautiful gardens. I mean, we must have seen it there. Like, yeah. We had a polytunnel um, and then another garden area where we grow loads of different vegetables. Um, but it was small enough that we managed. We had a team of gardeners and we were fortunate in that way that... You know, we had a team of gardeners that looked after all of the hotels and they yeah. did the veg for us. I'd, I had a meeting with the head gardener early 
spring and we discussed what we were going to grow that year mm. um and it was just small amounts anything i didn't like i'd send to the brasserie kitchen yeah. like you know like, oh, these are too big can you do something yeah. there? they do a puree or whatever or use it on sunday lunch so it's cost efficient in that way yeah, yeah. we 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 just we had to be creative because you would you'd just yeah. be like Man, you get loads of loads of stuff yeah. all of a sudden like with the radish we'd have like these stunning radishes that were just cleaned down put them on the plate with some sort of nice dip as a canopy bit of salt yeah I'm done and then you know you want to do that again and all of a sudden they're we like come monsters. in and they're marrows yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what can you do with monster radishes yeah. Not a lot. well before we had the farm and before I sort of thought about it as a money sense when I was worked in other country hotels we used to get the, the crates of vegetables coming in and I was like, what am I going to do with it? Not on the menu. The menus were printed. Mm. And then all of a sudden we were given all these courgettes and we're given all these tomatoes. They're not on the menu. Yeah. And we stick them in the bin because we didn't have anything to do with it. We were like, well, just get rid of that. You know, it's just <laughs> too much bloody hassle to worry about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also you're compromising your consistency by adding things onto your dishes that you think are already finished. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you know, stick a couple of slices of that on there because we've got it or throw those herbs on top of it or just to, just to use them up. And then you're thinking, well, I'm moving away from the dish I've designed. Sure. I can't put a new dish on the menu because the office won't print anymore. But now, you know, in my own place, we print it daily. We can change things. We can change Complete dishes. Control. Yeah, exactly. yeah, we can change a menu six times in a, in a service. When we I'm, just tell them what we've got. When I watch, like, TV shows and they say, you know, Great British Menu, they'll say, um, wow, that beef dish is incredible. And it, they'll humbly reply with, well, we just, you know, it's good, good ingredients, good produce. Yeah. How hard is it as a chef, whether you own your own farm out the back or not, to have complete control of what produce is coming to you and getting the right suppliers and contacts. Because to me, that sounds like a way bigger stress than almost serving the food up. Well, it's a, it's a constant sort of challenge, really. Mm. You, and you build relationships with your suppliers. Um, like I've used a lot of the same suppliers for years. And you constantly... It's like take them with you, even ones. if you move. You take them with you. So. Yeah, and I think the beauty of it now, and because it's so popular and there's so many little artisan suppliers, they find you now. So, you know, you're fighting them off. I, I think around here, it's mm. all, you know, just hold on. Or like, like I've Social got, media's brought that to you, to them as well because they see what you're doing and say, well, we can bring something to your table. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's that really helps good. you. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it is. Mm. It, like, our menus are really small. We don't have a huge amount of protein mm. on. So, like, I've got, like, tonight we had my lamb supplier in and I haven't got his lamb on at the moment. And he want, he's like, when do you want another lamb off me? We'd buy him whole. So, well, I don't know yet. I've got a goat supplier down the road that... <laughs> I'm like, hold off, like, send me a whole lamb and maybe oh, in a few weeks. It sounds like medieval, it sounds medieval yeah. that. I love it. I love yeah. it in 2019. So it's like, mate, I've got a goat work. guy that I need to put on hold at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's the lamb guy. What, what can you give me? It's just mental. We, we had the first couple of years when we started the farm properly of actually working out what was decent. Um, we'd get to the summer, we'd have 60 varieties of tomatoes and they'd come up and you'd have this table full of the most amazing colours and arrays and shapes and sizes. Mm. But 55 of them would taste of absolutely nothing. Really? Absolutely nothing, but they're colourful. That was it. And you're like, oh, look at those. (laughs) And then you taste them and go, there's nothing to that. So now we've really got everything down to one variety of pumpkin that we use, one style of uh, five five tomatoes that we can use in different variations, fine beans that we use, the peas that we use, the salads that we use, and we're not growing to waste now. We're growing what we need. It's, it seems a bit boring up there when you got there and go, well, we've only got this sort of carrot. And they're like, sure. why? But you, when I used, to, I used to work with a seed company, Sutton Seeds in, in Devon, and they used to do all these different sort of marrows and courgettes, 
And I said to him, I said, you know, why, why do you do so many? He said, well, people buy them because they grow them. Mm. I said, but do they eat them? And he went, that's not our problem. Oh, right. And <laughs> I said, well, it's food. You know, yeah, you're yeah, meant yeah, to be yeah. grown like for things for course, flavor. And he yeah. went, oh, yeah, not, people aren't bothered about that. Someone want to just grow the biggest marrow they can or they want to grow funky colored tomatoes because they look good. Yeah, yeah. And I said, so it's you're not... the style bothered. over you're, substance. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. said, as long as our seeds grow into a vegetable, our job is done. That's no crazy. So they're not Straight, worried about think yeah, that, would you? weren't worried about the flavour at all. Yeah. Yeah. No. They never saw that's not their problem. When it comes to like the livestock you've got, so you mentioned yeah. you've got a certain amount of ducks, chickens. Yeah, ducks, what? chickens, lambs. Uh, we used to have pigs. Um it just became too much for us to sure. use to utilise more than anything. How um I'm fascinated to know Paul and I were talking the other day because we were talking about things to talk about the podcast, and I said to Paul, I've always sort of imagined in my head that if it came to a moment where I had to kill an animal and I couldn't do it, I just couldn't bring myself to, then I'd have to question whether I could eat meat. Yeah. Have you, how involved are you in the process when you take a lamb to slaughter or you're... you're I'm not. Like, you I'm know, not. How do you, how, headlock them. Yeah, yeah just take a <laughs> You've never seen a rugby-tackled lamb. Uh, there's actually more sheep on the farm that have been adopted than uh, they've been slaughtered over the years. Who by? By the farmer, because oh, right. they've become orphans at birth. Yeah. The parents have died, so they've been bottle fed in the kitchen. Uh, uh, and then it's like, oh, you know, oh, we can't the, kill Give them, them a name. Yeah. They, as they, soon as you give yeah, them a name. Yeah, you can whistle yeah. to them and they'll run over and you're like, oh, <laughs> mint so tricks. Come here, mint Roll sauce. over and that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's, that's a weird one. And also, our, our gardener's vegetarian. Oh, so okay. she, she's a right bloody hippie and she, she won't be, I think she grows other stuff on the farm as well that's why she's so slow most of the time but uh, the, uh, yeah trust me uh, the sun's perfect for it down wow. there, weather. so yeah she has to have a day off when they go to slaughter but the farmer he's not, he has no connection with it at all He's straight Brutal. in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, how do you feel? Yeah, actually gets numb to it, do they? Yeah. How do you guys feel about it? Well, I've never really killed anything. I've never been shooting. I've only shot, shot clays, but I'm going to soon. I don't I don't think I'll be bothered. I've only killed, yeah. like, you know, your lobsters, crabs, yeah. you know, hundreds of thousands of them. But no, I've never killed an animal, like, no. fur or feather or anything. I've, I don't think I'll be I've been bothered. to a slaughterhouse. You've been to an abattoir. I've never been, no. What yeah. is that like? Because it just sounds like Well, hell. I went backwards. They take you backwards from it. So we went from the carcasses into the slaughter room. I thought they lead you in backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to, so you can't say yeah. it. Right, close your eyes. Follow me. They take you from the back so, end of the yeah, line. That's a, that's a way we went. So we went um, backwards from... The, from the fridges and saw the massive carcasses of these beef in Scotland and then as you started going through this array of carcasses and Rocky wasn't there you know punching them around <laughs> but they started getting warmer and right. you noticed the steam coming off them and the further you got down you noticed they were pulsating so there was no head no insides no fetal you know on there but the muscles were still going boom Contracting. Like, wow this is a bit weird yeah. and then you went through a, a curtain into the slaughter room and that that was different. It was you could you could smell of the atmosphere was very different. Um, and I went up into the the killing range, sort of thing, where they put the bolt of the head, and the animal gets ripped up and mm-hmm. taken up and emptied out and all that. It was very quick. Uh, it was it was brutal, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally, as soon as that skin came off, 
it was a piece of meat. Yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't feel like... Yeah, but as soon as the head and the... You didn't feel challenged then, by no. it? No, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, you know, it's, it's not the nicest thing to see. Of course, yeah. Well, um, I think even someone who loves meat and doesn't mind killing them, yeah. it'll do something to you. You have to kill 100 yeah. cows a day. Yeah. It'll yeah. do something to anyone, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably mass murders and things like that. Takes us out. You look at it's it. A, it's a gateway. You look, yeah. You're looking at yeah. the employees in the abattoir going. Well, yeah, because we were in Scotland, and uh, <laughs> um, the guy that was gutting them out, he literally opened the stomach out and went inside and just pulled everything out. <laughs> And dived lot, in. And there's a lot of stuff in there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and all that, all those insides are actually separated so and checked for um, cancers and any diseases. So every animal is followed. So all their insides are followed as well. Right. So they check them out. So if there's anything wrong, you can le- it leads back to the carcass. So you know it's it's all good. But this guy was like, you know, Braveheart. He's got his best mate with a massive big ginger beard. <laughs> it was this guy. <laughs> and that was, it, was him. He was in was there. Was it like, like DiCaprio in uh, The Revenant? Revenant. He was just going to bed. Freddie yeah. got Freddie got fingered. <laughs> Get inside, <laughs> Daddy. What a sausage! Uh, oh my god, what a reference! I haven't seen that film for like fifteen years. Do you remember Freddie got fingered? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, what this guy's there, and he's got bits dripping off his beard and everything Seriously. like that. It's like and not then, being north of the wall. Oh yeah. yeah, and then later on, you go into the cafe, and he sat there in the cafe with his all the bits still in his beard, having a coffee, eating his breakfast, and you're like, oh. God, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> all brain matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he didn't seem to be too well. Yeah. So, and even that experience didn't even challenge your idea of meat and. No, no. Know. I'm a chef. That's that's part of it. I wanted to see field to plate, and uh, yeah, I think I think it's very important as a chef to see that. Do you think if you eat meat, you should be able to kill it? What personally? Yeah, like anyone, anyone who eats no, meat, I think, I, think, be able to kill it. <laughs> I think you should only be able to have meat that's been killed. Ethically, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I yeah. Spend, in terms of like how, uh, it's like if someone said, "Oh, I eat meat, but I'd never kill it." Yeah. Do you think that's all right? I've got no I mean, I think it's quite normal carry on eating it, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's faceless, normal, isn't it? Yeah. People eat fish because they don't look like an animal. Yeah. yeah that's I think true. I don't like Yeah, that's a big that. part of it. It's not the eyes. They don't look like a teddy yeah. bear or yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've always been really keen with, with my daughter that she knows that it is an animal. Because I think they get more of a shock when they find out it is. So, yeah. like... Yeah, in supermarkets, we're detached from... Yeah, that's why your, your, your kids will be looking at packets down beautiful alleyways of yeah. supermarkets and not yeah, realising. Obviously, cow is called beef, so there's no connection for the no. kids there, is there? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we, we used to... We lived with uh, my wife around's parents for a bit, and my daughter used to go and get eggs from the hens. Like getting eggs from the hens, but she's eating chicken. I was like, No, you're getting eggs from the chicken. Yeah. So yeah. she never had that shock when she was four or five years old. Like, it's an animal. Yeah, yeah. It's all right, mate. <coughs> it's been a big old night, hasn't <laughs> it? it? Yeah. Tell really you what, is like, I mean, I, I think I've, I got, I've got a comment, right? So I'm literally dressed like a public school boy on a non school uniform day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've just literally it come looks back. like your head's around the MasterChef the amateurs. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <to be> <laughs> Uh, crack out yeah. the cauliflower puree again. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've come from Cheltenham Festival straight from. Paul has actually had to work for a day in his life because <laughs> his sous chef. Have you got a va- you got a vacancy at the moment? I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apply, 
please. <laughs> yeah, if you're good. <laughs> so you literally came up here, white t-shirt, stains on it, like, right, let's yeah. go. Right. Yeah, smelly hands, thinking of meat, dead meat. Um, moving on then to the intensity of the kitchen. Um, this is a topic that is quite fascinating because every podcast we brought up something that involves it's different for chefs or it's an industry where this happens. And I think it's safe to say that the kitchen is a really tense environment. It's There's a lot of pressure on. Everything is time sensitive. And it has a history of being a bit angry and militant and all these sorts of things. But does the banter ever go too far? Um, initiations, new starters, atmospheres in kitchens. I'll start with I'll start with Paul because you wanted to bring this topic up. Yeah, yeah. I thought it's, I mean it's a topic we could talk about for hours and hours, really, like giving anecdotes and different things. But I mean, th- th- there's no doubt. I mean, things are changing in kitchens in terms of like the bullying culture and things. And things have. I'm sure you'll agree with me. Things have changed yeah. massively lately. But in terms of banter, it. When I was younger, you'd know that it would sometimes cross that line, and you know, young lads all together getting boisterous, it crosses that line easily. You're not always aware because yeah. you're following your leader, aren't you? Mm-hmm. But for me, what I learned is it's quite clear. You can get there's a lot more accepted in the kitchens in terms of banter, but it's only banter if both parties are involved, both parties are aware, yeah, yeah. and then the limits are higher, I think. If the other party isn't aware, it's not banter. It's no, no, it's just bullying. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I, 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 I think I'll, there's I'll a very fine line, line between line. banter and bullying. And to be honest with you, I think banter a lot of the time is bullying. Sure. Um, it's just a different form of it. It's it's very hard because I'm I'm yeah I hold my hand up that we we banter slash bully. I wish there was a better word than banter, don't you? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's taken awful, bit. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's it's just one of those things that you sort of we got an apprentice who comes in and gives it Billy big bollocks, <laughs> and don't they all? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like you like him. Yeah, he's, he's great. <laughs> okay, so we give it him back, and then it's like, oh, we're you know we've been a bit harsh on him. And then he'll give us some mouth back, and you're like, oh, stick him in the freezer for ten minutes or something like that. <laughs> Shut him up! But you know, you just really, genuinely, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, great. You know, there's, there's actually <laughs> time. I see. Don't yeah, get there's it. actually, there's actually, <laughs> when I when I was working to it, I'll give an example of what sort of messed around and stuff. So, um, I'm allowed to say names. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, I encourage so Will, it. Will, Will Holland. <laughs> so Will Holland came yeah. to me when I was in Bristol when I was at a chef to party, and he was at school. He was a schoolboy. Right. So Will's uh, a Michelin starred chef now based in Jersey. And he and I didn't oh, know. So he's, there's a C between us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's fine. fine. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. go for it. Yeah, yeah. Potatoes and cows. Yeah, that's it, really. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he came to me as a um, work experience from school, and I didn't know about this until I met him about 15 years later. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't have a clue. Didn't put two and two together. No. Yeah. And one of the things that we used to do was we had a, a walk, like a stand-up uh, blast chiller, and we used to put someone in the blast chiller. And they jump out and go boom when someone goes to put something in. <laughs> yeah, right. and it was like oh, great fun, you know, <laughs> boom, like, and they drop whatever they've got, and then you bollock them for dropping, it. And, you know, sort of thing. So Will had been there all week, and because he was small at the time, we'd stick him in the blast chiller. Then we'd send one of the, the pastry chefs down, so stick with some blast chiller for us. The, they'd open the blast chiller. Silly question, but is the blast chiller on? 
It wasn't on, no. Right, so right, cool. Bless your love. So it opened up. Fully sanitised after. Will would jump out <laughs> yeah. and go, and they go, oh, you stupid idiot, blah, blah, blah. So Will had seen this for like three, four days now. And then on the fifth day, we said, right, get in the blast chiller. We've got a new guy coming. So he gets in the blast chiller and we're all like, right, here we go. So we all got buckets of water. Oh. And Will's like, was like Will, if they're coming now, and he's like, boom, opens up. He goes, boom. We cover him in water, <laughs> shut the door and turn the blast chiller on. Oh my and leave God. him in there for oh. five minutes. Oh which my I totally forgot about, but I remember doing these things, but it was yeah. absolutely bloody hilarious. Oh my word. You know, is he still damaged? No, yeah, still yeah. damaged, yeah. yeah. It's got frostbite. Yeah. <laughs> did, but, did that happen but, to you when you were starting out? Oh my God, everything. Yeah, I made risotto with popcorn. I, you know, it was things like... You've got to, <laughs> what do you mean? You, you, what? They give you a big pan, a massive big pan. Oh, an uncooked popcorn. Yeah, get, so you think it, it you think it's about to start and it's... It never does. It, it starts, yeah. yeah. They throw two kilo of popcorn in and you're like this and it's fucking everywhere. And the chefs go, keep stirring, keep stirring. You're sure. I've got 100 portions yeah, now. Yeah. That is a great yeah. one. And, and I've never the, heard that one. Oh, God, nightmare. Right, I'm And then there's the usual yeah. chop, chopping flour and all that business. Yeah. You say, we've ran out of pasta flour and this is plain flour. There was a difference. So you'll need to chop it. So they'll be chopping for half an hour and chop, 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 yeah. chop, chop. chop. Oh, and you come God. over and go, too fine, mate. <laughs> Start again. Just throw it away. Start again. <laughs> you know, it's... it's I don't know. Is that banter or is that bullying? I don't, which way do you? You guys tell me. I think it, it, it depends on how it's how taken, they take isn't it? it. If they don't take it well, then I think you need to know. Okay, I need to stop with that guy. Yeah. But if they're laughing along, then yeah. keep going. But you know those yeah. ones are going to do it to the next commie that comes in. Yeah, and it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we used to, uh, Mallory. So it wasn't even that long ago. We used to send guys to the kitchen to pick mangoes and pineapples. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be out there for ages. I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? Get back. We need you for service. Like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find the mangoes. <laughs> we oh, used to send them around word. Bristol to get bullets for the lobster gun. <laughs> so we used to I mean, basically dude. send them out. We'd have we'd have a bicycle pump in the office. And go, you say, go and get the lobster gun. And the chef would be in the office and he'd give them a bicycle pump. And he'd go, there's no bullets left. <laughs> A chef, if he's got any more bullets, no. and he goes, like, No, got none. So he'd phone up the Hyatt across the road. Yeah, you got any bullets for a lobster gun? Yeah, you got some. Okay. So you go over to the Hyatt. The guy, kid goes over, Sorry, ain't got him. So he'd then send him to the Marriott. <laughs> this kid would be gone for a day and go, Chef, we've got no bullets left. Oh my God. <laughs> so like, yeah. 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 Chicken lips, salmon legs. Yeah. yeah, the classics. Chicken, what? It's not, like, it's the same. What do you yeah. mean the classics? What were they? You go to the butchers and get some chicken lips. Yeah, and some salmon legs. Yeah, get me a yeah. leg of salmon. Christ. Yeah, I mean, Why? it's like sailors would say when they go for a long wait and yeah. all that sort of thing. Tartan it's paint is tartan. a yeah. decorator. Yeah. Well. It's, it's the same sort of thing. But I mean, we're like, I mean, there's also cultural banter as well, which would probably be frowned upon in a different environment. So, like, I worked, and like you would have as well, in a very French dominated kitchen. So, you know, they'd be like, oh, you fucking lost beef. And that's all yeah. my nickname was. Or Yorkshire pudding. You yeah. fuck, or you we fat, had an Indian Yorkshire pudding chef. or something like that. Wow. And I just left Brutal. it off. It's fine. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't bothered about it. So you just, you yeah. know, you do the same. Bat, frog's legs, that sort that's of thing. Yeah. And that's, it's accepted. And you both, you sort of agree. Uh, Mallory, we had, um, we had a gear. I got on really well with her. Really good waitress. Uh, Italian, like very feisty Italian, yeah. you know, yeah. just... Almost a cliche how feisty and passionate she was, and very easy to wind up. But she'd do exactly the same to the chef. So again, it was like, it was agreed. It was same, you know, same level. It was fine. Yeah. And I used to get all the time with the same joke. I'd be like, Valentina, um, listen, like we have Easter, we have, you know, all these 
occasions, but when is Dormio Day? And then she'd just burst out laughing because I've got her again. But again, yeah, that's not appropriate anywhere else, but I think because it's like agreed and because she's calling me oh, roast beef yeah. and yeah. You know, it's just... You're joking about the stereotypes of each yeah, other's country. that's it. It's All that stupid yeah. advert. There's a massive line of everything, though, from sexism to racism to bullying that that goes on. It's just, I don't know, it's how the person suppose, perceives it. Yeah, it's hard to judge what's a safe environment. Because yeah. like amongst your best mates, yes. you know you can take the joke as far as you want yeah. because you're in safe company. Yeah. It's yes. like, oh, I yeah, trust yeah. you, you can do that. Whereas if a stranger came in and yeah. told a not very funny racist joke, I'd be really nervous about him because I'd be yeah. like, oh, God, is he a... I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, let's uh, move on to one of my favourite games, uh, TripAdvisor Reviews. How's it going, mate? Have you had any bigger, any clangers this week? No, we've been doing really well lately. I did have one yesterday, though. And it I was just, just done like... one once I had dinner, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, that was you, then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, um, yeah, we had one yesterday, and it was just... It's like, what were you even bothering? He gave us, like, I think it was three out of five. Uh, you and think you know yeah, it was yeah. three out of five which is fine but it was just you read it and it's like there's nothing in it there's no context yeah. then he moaned about the price of his coffee because it was 18 quid right I know that sounds quite alarming mm. but <laughs> right 18 it quid it cost okay. me 11 quid to produce that coffee wow okay this and is then, good coffee right so 18 quid take the vat off I'm not left with a big margin <laughs> I mean, this is Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee. He had a double. Do you get so. chocolates with it? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Little shoe buns. They're right now. Shoe buns. Yeah. 18 quid for a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't How much is a coffee though? down at the elephant? We do a four quid coffee as well. Yeah, for about four quid. Yeah. Wow. What's, 18, oh, right. what's 18? Jamaican Blue you... Mountain uh, right. coffee. Yeah, it's nice. Was that ganja? But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, we don't hide it. He didn't get the bill and be like, oh, I didn't know that. It's, yeah. it's that. Really. Sure. We have a £4 coffee, a £7 coffee, and a £9 coffee. And he had a double of the £9 coffee. I can't right. do a discounted rate because I wouldn't even break even. It's like, yeah. If you want a double of that, you pay double He the knows price. what he's doing. We sell it, nobody yeah. moans. And he's kicking off about that. It's like, the price was there. You and knew he asked for price. a double? Yeah. Fair enough. Did you comment back? Get over it, mate. No. Good. That's good. I'm learning. Yeah, evolving. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so this is how this is how it works. I'm going to give you a, well, both of you, a TripAdvisor review. You have to guess whether it's someone else's restaurant or your opposing chef's restaurant. Okay. Okay? Simple as okay. that. Let's go. If this mentions grumpy chef, I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to, no looking at my screen, Paul. I'm going to start with you. Is this another restaurant or is it Simon's restaurant? Okay. This is the title. Little posh, not enough nosh. One star. Nosh? <laughs> like it says on the tin, really. Very nice, but too expensive. Left feeling as though I wanted to go to McDonald's afterwards. Little posh, not enough nosh. Dave West Brom, 42. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Simon's restaurant or another restaurant? Mm. Wanted to go to Mackey D's after. I think it's... The elephant. Yeah, you're right. It, is. it yeah. was the Do you elephant. Know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I replied to that one as well. <laughs> you did reply to yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, what? Did, did I reply in nice or did I nice. correct all the spellings? Nice. It was just very polite. Yeah. You're just like, oh, please get in contact with the restaurant. Oh yeah. well, that's a change. <laughs> this is my wife then. I was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to be able to correct people's spellings, but I just can't. I yeah. can't do it either. Yeah, no chance. <laughs> when you read a thing that says uh, to 
not enough nosh, little posh for me. Are you going, well, that's just clearly on you. That's not my fault. Or do you go, right, no, okay, I'll take the criticism. What, what's your feeling on it? I think most of the time I'll take the criticism if the review is constructive. Um, most of the time, those reviews, they don't mention any of the dishes that they've eaten. Yeah. So there's nothing I can comment on. Uh, they only talk about what they want. So number one, we don't know if it's a real review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've, yeah, we've gone down that yeah, path. Haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot and number of them. two, I've got nothing to grasp on. Um, yeah, it needs context. I need a bit of context. Yeah, and then well. I can sort of argue. It's 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 great saying yeah, thanks very much. I appreciate your opinion, but I'd rather say to be honest, mate, you knew what you were coming in for. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you ever like so? If someone comes in, they go, look, mate, oh, there's not enough on that plate. What do you call that? Like, where's my three types of potato? Yeah. Is it really hard not to just go, what are you doing here then? Yeah. Because this is your, you don't get it. They've got no mates, have they? <laughs> <laughs> but basically, they, they, they have no friends. Yeah, yeah. They sit at home. They've probably sat there in their pants <laughs> writing this. You'd, if you swabbed their laptop, you'd probably find some of the worst things you can ever imagine. Oh, my but God. Yeah, seriously, we've, we, I think we've got 1,100 reviews on TripAdvisor. We've been open coming up to 16 years. 1,100 reviews. We do 1,100 people in a fortnight. If everybody wrote a review we'd have spectrum yeah we'd yeah, have yeah. 120 150,000 reviews but we've got maybe 25 bad reviews in total and you just think well, it's not too bad for the nah. amount of customers if you don't like it don't come back and yeah. if they aren't coming back okay perfect but tell us if you don't like it don't go on there and say you'd rather go to McDonald's speak to my wife who's out front speak to the waiter who's out front speak to the chef who'll tell you to fuck off but, uh, <laughs> it's such it's, a cliche yeah, as well isn't it they think that's going to hurt you a lot I'd rather go to McDonald's like yeah, they know what they're doing there they're that, trying yeah. to God, stick I love it. McDonald's yeah. Yeah. I'd rather go McDonald's sometimes yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good to hear yeah. yeah I think in that is it Burnt the, the film with Oh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley yeah. Cooper. And he uh, he has a meeting with someone in McDonald's and they're like, why are you in here? You're supposed to be a Michelin-star chef. And he was like, cheap patty for £4. Like, can't argue that. It tastes great. What are you on yeah. about? It's refreshing. Yeah. Okay, next one. Is this a review of Paul's Restaurant or somewhere else? Headline, gruesome incident. <laughs> One, one, one star. My girlfriend and I were having a romantic meal. The food was stunning. However, the whole thing was spoilt when a waiter spat in my hair. I know it was an accident, but it was careless, and I am extremely sensitive when it comes to cleanliness and hygiene. I will not be coming back here again. Is that a review of Paul's restaurant? Salt or somewhere else? Uh, that's not salt. That wouldn't be salt. Do you know? No. It's not us. No, it's not no, you. No, no. no, no. I, know, I no. remember some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Some would be in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was an Irish pub in Benidorm. Irish <laughs> okay. I, I want to know more. How did the Why spit, did they spit like, in their hair? What do you was guys... Out, out of interest, because that <laughs> involves like the waiting staff, what do you do if someone writes a review and it's nothing to do with the food, it's to do with the waiting staff? We normally ask them, basically we will ask them if you remember this person. The waiting staff don't feed back everything to us in the kitchen all the time. Mm. So, Is that I mean, an awkward thing for you guys to handle? No, no, not really. No, you, just, I, you just ask them yeah. the facts. So you don't go in like a yeah. bottle. Ask them the facts like you're doing an investigation yeah. almost. And to be honest with you, my waiting staff read TripAdvisor 
more than I do. Oh, yeah, really? Same, same yeah. More, yeah. yeah. And they get very upset. Because they're the face of it, I guess. They get very yeah. upset. They take it very personally. Uh, and they're very, very apologetic. Because they're worried about it. Oh, that's quite sweet. Yeah. Like they care. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of the time it's true what they're like, you know. You know, the waiter's a grumpy dick. He's spilt some fun on him. And they're <laughs> like, yeah, and I had to reply, yeah, no, honestly, he's he's crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah Th- hear, thanks yeah. for that. You've given me an opportunity to sack that. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, just to wrap up the TripAdvisor segment of this podcast, where is salt? This week know. in Stratford upon Avon. I don't know. I walked in next door when I came in. Yeah. So just to give you <laughs> I can even find it when I saw a restaurant. Did you actually? I walked yeah. in next door, yeah. yeah. Try, try to yeah. sit down in the yeah. night. Yeah. I was four courses in and Paul wasn't there. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, when we first started the podcast, um Paul was thirteenth, second episode fourteenth. Third episode, nineteenth. Don't know what happened. Yeah, Come on, but, but, but what, what level is that? Is that in restaurants in Stratford? Yeah. Fine dining in Stratford. Restaurants. Like, restaurants they, they've Stratford. separated it stupidly now. Yeah, they have. This is just restaurants in Stratford. Yeah. So up or Catch down? All. Right. Up or down? Where are we? Up is in Gone Chitter. Yeah. Um, but we go up every week. No, you've gone down. Eight, just by one place, but eighteenth in 18th? Stratford upon Avon. Eighteenth best I think restaurant. Fifteenth. Bear in mind, oh, yeah. first yeah. Michelin star Stratford's ever had. Eighteenth best in Stratford, apparently. I'll take that. Okay, so when we when I found TripAdvisor the first time, which I never heard about it, um, we found the elephant and we were fourth. And I was like, that's not too bad. And then I saw saw the reviews and what people were writing. I was like, this is really easy. Let's write some reviews. So we <laughs> oh, reviewed. <did> you? <laughs> We, we reviewed Weatherspoons so in Torquay and we did every packet of crisps and all the flavours. Oh my word. And so, yeah, so we got... Was scampi- it still on there? Um, no, they took it all oh, off. Geez. We got not packed. We got not back 10 places. Because what, because they knew it was yeah, you? Yeah, because we'd done it in the office, kitchen in the, uh, the office and we'd all logged in with our own accounts but, you know, was reviewing how great the scampi flavour fries were and it was so nice sucking out your fingers and picking out your fingernails later on and then all little things like that. And we got we got Weatherspoons in Torquay up to number one in fine dining, brilliant. literally straight that away. Amazing. And then we got an email saying uh, this is out of order. You can't do this. We knock you back ten places. And then we did got, you have a star at this point? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. a Michelin star chef. Yeah. Reviewed the crisps at a Weatherspoons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're consistent. Got found out and then knocked down ten places. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Bit, it but, shows yeah. how easy it is, though. Yeah, yeah, it's, absolute, it's absolute jokes. Um, <laughs> And then we've noticed other restaurants writing reviews on us and stuff, and I've replied to a lot of them. And there's lots of cryptic clues in my replies that because I know who you are, but I'm not going to mention you sort of thing. Got you. But uh, yeah, a lot of restaurants write reviews of you to knock you down as well. Oh man, it's a minefield. I'm hating it more yeah. and more by the day. Every time we talk but about no, it, on it's this not podcast. only that. Now we get it on our booking system on OpenTable. We get it on. Uh, Google, we get it on Amazon. It's, it's every- there's so many ways you can <laughs> review us. Yeah. And then they go on Twitter and they go on Instagram and tell us we're crap. And, they look, and they're all like, <laughs> yeah. Just, there's yeah. more ways than ever to man. tell you you're crap. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I yeah. get yeah. it. <laughs> Getting it from all angles. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's move on to Boiling Point. This is my favourite thing we do, to be honest, because I just get to sit back and hear these great stories. So, Boiling point, when has it ever got too much in the kitchen? So I want the best stories of either you unleashing hell on an employee or being unleashed hell on. Paul's got a locker full. Who wants yeah, to kick off? I've got a list. Do you want me to I can't remember list? most of mine because there's like a red mist. Yeah, it's just a blur. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the guys tell me the next day, they go, my God, chef, you've come out with some of the best lines yesterday. <laughs> and I'm like... 
what did I say? And I'm, you just just absolutely destroyed him. I've never heard lines like that. Oh my and I'm word. like, oh, tell me. So went, no, 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 no. So can I can use them again? And he's like, no, you'll never be able to use them ever again. Wow. I was like, please tell me. Oh God, I can't wait to hear. Who, do you want to go first? No. No, I right, can't remember. Well, I'll go first. So this is, um, I had to kick some customers out of here. Um, so some customers. Whoa, okay. Chefs. Two chefs. Yeah. What? They're the worst to cook for. <laughs> <laughs> Were they of, of they what were, kind of restaurant? Ah, oh, oh, right. Yeah, but they always well, come in drunk. Yeah, with an attitude. Yeah, because they're ready to. They're ready. Yeah, like, no, just they just think they're comfortable. They've come. Yeah, day off. Yeah, they've got a bit of bollocks about. Yeah, yeah. had a drink. Let's go out for something to eat. It's crap here. Yeah, everything's crap. I can do that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, this was uh, this was a Wednesday lunch. We hadn't been open long. A few a few months, I think, and. Um, two guys come in I recognise one of them he'd been with his missus um, they had a tasting menu they come in like they were straight on the champagne tasting wines and then halfway through the tasting wines they ordered a bottle of wine because they're like oh the wine's not coming fast enough so, oh, mate okay. it's not a session it's a Wednesday lunch time yeah, yeah. and um, so I just said to them like, I said just, just slow it down a bit it's a Wednesday lunch they weren't rowdy or anything they're fine and then near the end of the meal they still had two courses left I just went over to say hello and we, we used to have this dish on um, in the early days. It was Jersey raw potatoes cooked in a smoked bone marrow butter with loads of like pickled vegetables and stuff. And it was really nice, really simple dish. And um, I went over, I was chatting to him. And this guy, they were talking about dishes. And this guy said to me, why did you do that potato dish? It's fucking shit. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. Laughing. <laughs> so I was just like taken back. I was like, you didn't like it then? He's like, no. You shouldn't serve it. Shit. I said, look, if you don't like Jeez. it, that's fine. I said, it doesn't, your opinion means fuck all to me, mate. If you don't like it, that's fine. I ain't taking it off the menu. He's like, why aren't you listening to me? I'm telling you it's shit. I was like, look, you two have had too much to drink. I'm going to leave you to it. If you carry on, you're leaving, right? And then the other guy who'd been before was apologising, apologising. I said, look, I'm leaving you to it. On his mate's too. behalf. Yeah. Just saying like, sorry, just yeah. don't worry. Yeah, yeah. And then they, went, they were sat on... Um, Table three, which is like, it's the table, you'll know, Simon, it's yeah. the one um, just as you come into the restaurant Got, yeah. the bar. Yeah, sure. So I went behind the bar and there's a little wine rack by the, the till and you can hear them. So I was listening. He's like, who does he think he is? He isn't listening to me. I'm telling him that dish is shit. Who does he think he is? I'm just pacing like a lion in a cage around <laughs> this bar. Like they've got to go. They've got to go. I'm getting rid of them. I'm getting rid of them. Oh my word. Anyway, and then he went out to go and get the... Um, uh, go on the phone or something and then the other guy come up to me and apologise and I was like look you can come back but he's done he's never coming back here again I'm not I'm not interested oh, before this he was telling me like he was a chef he was telling me where he worked and how good he was and stuff and he wasn't I looked at his Instagram terrible <laughs> yeah, terrible like overcooked burnt fish and that <laughs> like what are you doing like just people in glass houses shouldn't throw shit yeah out, no right? definitely not yeah so I went back in the kitchen I was trying to calm down I was like it's a Wednesday lunch I can't be kicking customers out on a Wednesday lunch like and I left it <laughs> then he, he come up to the pass and like he was a little guy and he was like almost like trying to square up to me what? I said you get out now you're gone and he sort of he was like don't you tell me to do anything. It's my restaurant, mate. If I was to kick you out of here, I'll fucking kick you out of here. Leave now. And his mate just dragged him outside. And he went back to the table trying to grab... So they still had a couple of courses left. His mate had paid. They weren't getting away for free. What? We don't even over the You're going to pay and yeah. then you're going to leave. <laughs> things are tight. <laughs> 
And that's it goes back to the table. That's why you just had a potato on a dish. It goes back to the table and trying to drink these, like, there's loads of little straight drinks and dregs and that. Trying to drink them, I just grabbed him out of his hand and to, like, take his arm and frog march him out of the restaurant. Oh, my God. So then I phoned his boss. Nice. Yeah, I was like, nice. well, you're having it. Like, you've pissed me <laughs> off today. So I phoned his boss. It's a, a nice little pub. Um, I don't know. I've never been. I can't remember the name of it. But I phoned this pub in the Cotswolds. And like I said, look, if any of my employees have acted like this, I'd want to know. And sat shouting about, I work here, I work there. And he was the head chef of this place. I phoned up and this woman answers. And she's like, oh, you're from Salt. I've eaten at Salt. I love it there. And I was like, look, you know, I don't want to be a snitch, but I don't care. This guy's a knobhead. <laughs> He's been shouting about this place. He's swore at me in my own place, told me he doesn't like this. I shouldn't be serving this. Um, I just wanted to let you know. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to tell I'm gonna tell the owner. Owner phones me. And she's like, apologise. I was like, look, don't apologise. Honestly, I just want to let you know this is how he's behaving. And, representing you. Know, yeah, exactly. He's representing yeah, he has, you. Yeah. It's not on. I said, don't worry about us. They've paid. I've got my money. They're not coming back. And she's like, where is he now? I said, like, well, he's in the townhouse down the road on cocktails. She's like, right, I'm on it. She drove down. No yeah, way. He got him out. Like, ruined him. Oh my <laughs> God. That could have gone Score. better for you. That was amazing. Yeah. I'm like, out the window. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, lads, she's got him. She's got him. <laughs> yeah. No way. That yeah. is incredible. Love it. Nice one. Right, over to you. I don't, um, I stay in the kitchen. I don't go out front because I learned from a young age that my anger's sometimes a bit too much so is it yeah so sarcasm's my 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 uh, you go to yeah <laughs> go to pretty uh, much sarcasm's the only way it works for me now because <laughs> i got into too much trouble when i was a kid just i just didn't have any friends because i wasn't wasn't allowed to play with them as a kid the parents would come around my parents house and say your son's not allowed to be around our son's oh house my anymore God. wow so it was all that so yeah sarcasm's always been my go-to now yeah um so just like you know, go to a sink, wash my hands, count to ten, cold water, walk away. But we uh, we had a, a, a hotel owner come to eat with us, and he owns a chain of four or five very nice hotels. He's got a helicopter as well, uh, which he crashed. Uh, uh, he flipped it, unfortunately. No one injured, but um, so anyway, he came to, came to eat with us and. He then sent me a letter afterwards saying, thank you very much. It was a lovely lunch, Simon, but I'd just like to point out my Dauphinoise potatoes wasn't what I was expecting to have. He said, you know, they weren't creamy. They weren't sliced thin. There was no cheese on top. It didn't have any of that garlicky flavor that you have. I've attached the recipe for Dauphinoise for you. Oh, no. I'm boiling already. I was like, (laughs) it's not even me. Paul's gone red. Are you serious? So I'm like, showed the guys in the kitchen. I'm like, look at this. And we went, Chef, we've got Dauphinoise on the menu. And I went, I know. (laughs) So I looked through what he'd eaten, went on the computer, I went, Oh my god, he had Pom Dauphine. Oh, that's a bit so I'm like, so just, away, just for, for those that don't know, what is yeah, that? So I wrote a letter. I said, "Thank you, Mister Blah Blah Blah, for your lovely letter. It's been fantastic to have you in. <laughs> just so you know that Pom Dauphinoise and Pom Dauphine are two different um, potato dishes. Pom Dauphinoise coming from the Dauphine region, which is the same <laughs> as the Dauphine potatoes. Unfortunately, is slightly different. Pom Dauphine is mashed potato mixed with shoe pastry, uh, shaped." and deep fried is what you had with your beef and I said unfortunately they are two totally different things I do love Dauphinoise but I've changed that we're now going to have Pom Dauphine on the menu 
Just for your information, I have attached how to fly a helicopter. <laughs> oh, oh my word! That is outrageous. That's amazing. So it got sent to his hotel, That's and amazing. he he sent it out to all his managers in his group, saying, "Oh my God, can you believe how I've been spoken to by the chef?" And I got all these emails back saying, "Oh my God, that's the best thing I've ever seen." <laughs> that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Absolutely so wonderful. So yeah, love it. What yeah. about in the kitchen? Do you guys have you? Do you ever guy? Do you ever like? I do shout. Let it. Do you still do that? Do you shout a lot now? I shout. Yeah, I do shout a lot, and I've, I have trying to calm that down because <laughs> because of a lot of chefs of my era, and probably still now, they became chefs because they didn't have any other opportunities to be. Uh, anything else so yes it possibly was the army laboring chef mm-hmm. where i'm not of low intelligence i'm quite well um, trained college everything whatever but i enjoy cooking so that's why i went into it i used to be a little shit at school and i used to answer back at the teachers i used to you know everything and i remember one of my my first job when i left home at 16 straight into the kitchen in croydon left Torquay, went to croydon went to work for this great big chef and uh, a guy called Alan Pickett, who was my head chef, a uh, pastry chef, he said to me, he goes, well, you take so many bollockens, Holston. He said, they're not affecting you. Mm. And I'm like, no, just look into a chef's eyes. He can't do it. He can't cope with it. <laughs> said, it breaks him. <laughs> and he's like, are you serious? I went, yeah, I did it all the time at school. Really? Once they start shouting, like, just look into their eyes and they die. <laughs> and I'm thinking Cracked that's it. really the wrong thing to be doing. Sure. But I took a, yeah, I took a lot of bollocks. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the camaraderie. I think sometimes I enjoyed the bollockens because it sort of, let people know I was there that mm. I was in the area and I was in the kitchen and I was part of a team and like you know Olsen's getting another bollock in um, <laughs> but I was it was normally to do with attitude rather than work you know I'd, sure, I'd answer I back or I'd be having a go at the other chefs because they were putting us in the shit and I'd be like come on yeah. push 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 you know we want to yeah. get out oh, that's fascinating such different have yeah. you guys ever worked together have you experienced no have no. we known each other for years we're both yeah. cop fans yeah yeah. yeah I was going to ask you about that yeah mm. we actually went to the playoff final together yeah. didn't we last year um, what a day for you two that oh, was yeah. those days don't come yeah. around oh for us very God, often yeah. Yeah. getting promoted to league two <laughs> <laughs> league one league one wow yeah dizzying yeah. heights yeah, yeah. yeah. It's scary yeah so no um, no we've never worked together nothing like that no. we've just got a lot in common and I don't even know how we first really got to know each other. Was it social media? Or Acorn something? Awards, Cowarth. Uh, yeah, that's that was right. The first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I was doing, yeah, I was doing, doing a speech. Yeah. I won an Acorn yeah. Award. Yeah. When was that? Was it 2011. That would have been. Yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I, I think chefs are a different breed, and they are really committed, and they're really good with each other um social media's brought us a lot closer yeah yeah that's that's, that's been that's been a real big thing you know it used to be very much like football teams hotels would be against other hotels kitchen teams would be against other kitchen teams you wouldn't join that kitchen if you've been in that kitchen you hated them because they were doing this you wouldn't share a recipe you wouldn't do that social media's really brought that together yeah. makes it and, more like a yeah, community yeah. yeah and stop stop chefs being dicks to each other <laughs> yeah. you know it has yeah, because yeah. It's, it's, a it's, a, doors, it's a public platform and everyone can see you and say 
I go, why is he such a dick? You can't do that because you can't get staff. Yeah, sure. Um, Reputation yeah, no, yeah. Also, for me, with social media, it come about, I'd become a head chef in um, 2010 and that was when Twitter just really sort of started getting mm. big. And for me, it was like I had access to guys like Simon that you could just tweet on. Yeah. Um, otherwise, the only other way would be like phoning up the kitchen, which you just wouldn't do that. Yeah, you're right, like, you're and then all of a sudden you're connected with these guys, yeah. and then you start getting to know each other, and it like opens so many yeah. doors for young chefs. Yeah, yeah. Like, guys, you look up to. You can perfectly yeah. perfect time to, to be trying to carve your way, really. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think being being on Twitter as well, and you know, someone would tweet me, and I'd message back, and they'd say, oh "My God, you just messaged me back," and I'm like. Yeah, what's the problem? You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm just a chef in a the kitchen. They're like, yeah, but you're this chef in this restaurant. I'm like, you've asked me a question. I've replied. If I didn't answer you in the street, you, you think I was rude? Good point. That yeah. is, that is yeah. a lovely attitude, yeah. a refreshing attitude to have when it comes but, to social uh, media. I think. Then come in my kitchen, I'll shout at you, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Back down to earth. Back down to earth, and I'll say sorry later on. Uh, before we wrap things up. Um, home cooking hacks so anyone who's cooking that loves it and does a bit at home fancies themselves as a bit of a chef any quick little sweet treats you can pass on little nuggets of information or little hacks for the home kitchen coffee's a lot cheaper at home than it is at salt (laughs) (laughs) good one good one not if I'm making it at home I always look to my wife when I when I like people ask me this stuff because she's she's not a bad cook she just hates it and she right. just don't she's like why I want it ready now why do I have to wait three hours for that <laughs> she doesn't enjoy the process sure so like when I try and teach her things advance herself it's more about just trying to get organised and things that don't realise it's like just cooking everything beforehand so if you're doing a Sunday dinner yeah. like. Where she and a lot of mums and stuff go wrong is they try and cook in everything. Yeah, like, four hour timetable, time. so it all comes yeah. together yeah, at so once. That, that's got to finish the same time as that and the same time as that. And I'll just say, cook all the veg, chill it. So, so you've got all your veg blanched, yeah. all your, all your yeah. veg roasted, all your meat ro- roasted and rested, and then just give it a quick flash and yeah. serve it up. Yeah. And like just all the pressure's taken out of it. Yeah, we make, um, when we made sauces and stuff, we'd make more than we need and we'd stick them in ice cube bags. Or ice cube trays. Oh, really? That's and a really then, good one. And you just take a portion yeah, at a time, just idea. pop it out. Yeah. So you've you've always got it there. The plastic ones are better because you can just pop one out and you know that's, that's enough, genius. enough one or two sauces. bits. But that, we use that in the kitchen as well. You know, we'll make up a, a reduction and just you know pop. That's saves, genius. Saves a lot of yeah, waste. you can also do that with dressings as well if you blend herbs into olive oil because olive oil in the fridge yeah. it goes solidified. So if you put them in ice cube trays. And then just transfer them into bags when they're frozen. You've just got an inst- yeah. your dressing made. You only need a spoon of dressing, but you have to mm. make loads. Yeah, yeah. And the herbs stay green and fresh. And you just frost quickly. Genius. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Thanks so much, guys. Um, episode sure. five coming soon. Uh, here's to you all for listening, and here's to you, Simon, for joining us. Thanks Thank so you. much. Thanks, Evans. Thanks a lot. downloading the nightcap if you love listening as much as we love doing it you can help us out by leaving a rating and review on itunes via your podcast app you can also support the pod and secure its future by joining us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash the nightcap where we are giving away signed menus from paul's michelin star restaurant soul